name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Today, in celebration of the transfiguration of our Lord on Mount Tabor, uh, the theme is the testimony of God being with us in our efforts on the spiritual life, in our struggles, and in our fears and anxieties. Let's take a look at the account first, and then we'll look at some highlights. First, we see the Lord brought up to a high mountain, uh, raising uh, our minds and hearts to heavenly places. That's kind of the, the uh, view of this, this text, that we need to raise our minds to heavenly places, to be thinking of heavenly things, not down, but up. And to also understand that to attain progress in the spiritual life, we need to make an effort, we need to climb. So both these things are important to us. Our mind is ascended to the heavenlies, and our spiritual effort is there that we might ascend to that heavenly place. Secondly, his face was shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. So here we see the disciples as eyewitnesses of the majesty of God, but not just the majesty of God, but the divine energy, the divine nature. We see them seeing this uh, kind of personally. In the, one of the texts, one of the uh, interpretations of this is they were shown this because shortly after this, Christ was going to be crucified. And so it was like they, they needed some hope that this was, that God would be able to come at his death. Even in their despair, they had this hope of the resurrection. And then Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with them, in the Gospel of Luke, it says, about his death. So we see this uh, beautiful moment of, of Elijah and Elisha, Elijah and Moses talking to him, uh, Christ being then the, the uh, fulfillment of the law and the prophets together. But also, the beauty of this is that we're seeing a little bit of heaven. They recognize them. They never met Moses. They never met Elijah, but they recognized them. So this is a bit of what our heavenly experience will be. We'll see the saints and we'll know them. We'll see our loved ones, we'll know them. We'll see uh, people and we'll, we'll have this kind of familiarity with everybody present there. Very beautiful. Let us build three tabernacles, says Peter. And the Feast of Tabernacles in uh, Jewish culture was a feast designating the coming of the kingdom. So this was Peter's jo joy. The kingdom is here. Let's build three booths. Now the voice in a cloud, the bright cloud overshadowed them. This is the same cloud that was uh, over Mount Sinai when Moses uh, received the Ten Commandments. So they were familiar with this in the scriptures, how powerful this moment was, because it meant the presence of God. God is present here. And the voice of the cloud came out, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, confirming Christ as the son of God and one essence with the Father. Disciples then fell on their faces, were greatly afraid, struck with awe. And, but Jesus said, arise, be not afraid. So let's take a look at a couple of these things um, to help us dig, dig a little more deeply into three of these thoughts. First, brought up to a high mountain. 
So our efforts when we are making, uh, living our life as Christians, there needs to be an effort made on our part to pray, to fast, to give alms, to live a holy life. These are efforts that we are called to make, to ascend, to draw near to God, an effort to obtain virtue and flee the vices, an effort to seek uh, light and flee darkness, an effort to be near to Christ and away distance ourselves a bit from the world. So climbing a high mountain, I need to tell you the story of our journey to uh, Mount Tabor uh, years and years ago. Um, we didn't climb the high mountain, we drove a car up to the high mountain. <laughs> so it wasn't the same. But it's a high mountain. Mount Tabor is a high mountain. So we're up there, we're, we're uh, Deacon Howard and I and Jan are uh, together, um, and we go up to the monastery on Mount Tabor, and the monastery is closed. It's like closed? So we knocked on the door. Knocked on the door, knocked on the door, nothing. So my lovely wife, uh, as wonderful as she is, she went around to the back of the monastery to the garden, and she saw none. And the nun said, no, we're closed. And uh, said, uh, no, but my, my husband's a priest. Sister, my husband's a priest. She said, an Orthodox priest? Yes, he's Orthodox. Oh, they open the doors wide. Oh, there's an Orthodox priest with us. They come, we come in. We have this great little time together. But we're all by ourselves on Mount Tabor, visiting all these holy places. And where the, there's a beautiful spot where there's actually a rock where Lord was transfigured and a little shrine around that rock. And the oil I get from that, I took right from that presence lamp. So it's a very powerful thing to kind of knock on the door and went around the side way. So, um, very beautiful. So I wanted to get a little aside here. I was thinking about knocking on the door. Um, so one time I was struggling with a problem, um, struggling with a problem, and struggling with a problem, and struggling with a problem. I kept knocking on the door. No work, nothing was being solved. Nothing was being solved. And my good friend, Father John Finley said, uh, you know, do you have any open doors? I said, yes. He said, why don't you stop knocking on this door and go knock and go through the doors that are open? You know, sometimes we just need to be patient with situations and understand they're not solvable right now. We have to wait on God, be with God. We don't need to knock on doors that keep staying closed. Sometimes it's good to step back and go do work that can be done. Very beautiful. It really helped me. Father John, thank you again. I don't know if you can remember that. Probably don't. <laughs> you do. So, um, his face shone like the sun. His clothes as white as light. This light is the light of Christ residing in us. I want to read something from St. John um, of Kronstadt. This is really powerful, I thought. The light of your soul, of your heart, comes from Christ. The true light that enlightens every man that comes into the world. By the light of Christ, all good is done. 
every noble science, every noble art, every noble thing. The light of Christ is in every person. Every person. Every person. It says, uh, the light, enlighten everyone that comes into the world. The light of Christ is in everyone. So it's that light that does good. That's very powerful to think this way. That our, the light, that the goodness is done in the world is because Christ is in every person. Uh, not, not for us, we're baptized and united to that Christ, but that light is in every person, and when they follow that light, they do good. So good is there for them to do. I thought that was very powerful. So my encouragement to you is when we see this sense that God is, is, dwells in us, we need to live inside out. We need to turn into Christ and then act. Turn into Christ and then speak. Turn into Christ and then uh, do our duty. Into Christ, into Christ and then think that way. Our problem is that we're at, we interact with the world just directly without Christ being any intermediary. We, we just let the world get at us and we interact with it. This, we have this advantage, beloved, that we can draw near to God and dwell with God and let God become our director. Let me read uh, something from uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6. This is very powerful. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. Bring every thought into a, to captivity to the obedience of Christ. That means everything you think, everything you think should be sitting next to Christ and, and then evaluate it. It's very, very beautiful. It's how our life should be lived. Turning to God with every thought. Let every thought become, bring it into captivity, to obedience to Christ. It makes life, if we, if we look at it this way, it makes life this continual relationship built with God. Every thought brings to obedience to Christ. This is important to us. So, uh, in, in unseen warfare, these words... Help me think your way and of you in all situations. Help me think your way and of you in all situations. You know, it's so critically important for us to understand how powerful this is. Um, if we could just, if I could just, if we could just, let, not let the world, the, our life, Interact with us without having Christ as being our intermediary. That's, that's where we should be, in Christ, and then we react. What a beautiful way to live. You're drawing near to God all day long. Lord, have mercy. Lord, help me. Lord, thank you. Lord, be with me. Lord, I'm grateful. Whatever, however we're moving, that continual work of being with God. Very, very beautiful and powerful. Um, and then these other words that I think are very encouraging as well. When we're near to God, uh, Oliver Clement was a, a blessed memory 
is a great uh, French theologian, Orthodox theologian. Here's some words from, his, uh, from him. The natural powers of the soul before the fall and now given to us at baptism make us to be able to synthesize the universe, enabling us to transform it. You can transform the universe. Christ in you can transform the universe. Now, it may not be the universe for you, but it can be your life. It can be people in your life. It can be people at work. You have this beloved opportunity to be a light to others and transform it. Transform your home. Transform your workplace. Transform your environment. You know, we see the lives of the saints happen. This, this happens all the time in their lives. You know, one of the great stories... Um, one of my great stories, the one I love, is St. Gerasimos. A great monk was walking down the road, and uh, a lion jumps out in front of him. And he's kind of sad. The lion's sad. And he's got a, a, a thorn in his paw. And so St. Gerasimos crosses himself and takes the thorn out of the paw of, of, Saint, of the lion, and the lion follows him back to the monastery and spends the rest of his life with St. Gerasimus. Can you imagine going to the monastery and sitting and having a conversation with St. Gerasimus and this lion next to him? He transformed this vicious lion into a tame pet. This is, of course, and I wouldn't say, I wouldn't try this, by the way. I would say there's, there's a warning label on this one, all right? Uh, Come and check with me. <laughs> like, but this is, the, this is the transforming of power of Christ in him. He saw Christ in St. Gerasimus. And the lion was tamed by that power of God in him. This is what we have, beloved. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So as that is manifest in our life, our environment is transformed into a holy place. So very important to us. So then the Lord says, uh, the disciples are afraid. They fall on their face when they hear the voice of the Father in, the, in this light shining. And uh, Christ says, arise, do not be afraid. I love these words because the Lord is always uplifting us, always pulling us up in difficult circumstances and fearful, in, uh, in, in difficult, fearful, unexpected circumstances. Our Lord Christ lifts us up with his words. Arise, don't be afraid. So, I'm thinking of this. I always kind of turn to um, one of the great uh, texts in St. Matthew that we all know well. Um, and uh, I'll get it to you very quickly. So, here's our Lord when, we're, when things are difficult. Come to me. All you who are labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What this is a reference to is that if we're near to God, this is our life. This is life. If we're out there in the world, the world is beating us up. 
The Lord says, come to me, you who are laboring, heavenly, come to me. Live in me, me in you. This is what makes the burden light. It's not that the light, not, it's not that the world's burden lightens up. It's, it'll stay heavy. But in Christ, that burden becomes light, easy to bear. So very important for us to, to understand how important that is. So we know God is our comforter. I know God deals with us in this way. So this, these things are important to us. And then we understand that he loves us. Our God's loving. He's a comforter. He loves us. He takes care of us. These words from uh, the first epistle of John. And we have known and believe that the love that God has for us, that God loves and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. God, you know, God loves you. He does everything for your benefit. That's reality. Everything is done for your benefit. If something comes to you that's uh, askance, that comes to you from an evil act, God can even make that a good thing. Okay, so we understand how good God is and how much God loves us and, he, uh, and how important and powerful that is for us. So... Um, let us then, with these thoughts, celebrate this great feast of the Transfiguration. So may our good Lord be with us in our efforts to guide us, in our struggles to support us, in our fear and anxieties to comfort us and reassure us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.